I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello! Listen, you smell something? Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Chanster. We've got a, an exciting roundup of the year this yes, week. Yes, Not a top 10 of movies yet. Not yet. That is next week. I'm pretty sure it's like two weeks no, away. No, it's next week. We're going to like fiddle around the episodes. Oh, okay. Like, We're time we traveling. Yeah, got because it. Yep. we want to wait until we've seen everything to be able to make a top 10 list. Whereas TV shows, you know, well, we give you, up like you, uh, You've finished a TV show by now, or you're at least in the middle of it, knowing yeah, that you like it. So, uh, unfortunately, Josh could not make it again. The the joys of Christmas retail time are more murdering the poor boy. But we have Zane C. Weber on. I'm back, <laughs> and I'm no. taking over. It's taking over. It's the mighty Zane C. Weber Rangers. It's the M. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue. As no, well. not not quite. I'm no. trying to think of some pun to do, but I can't. It's too early in the morning for yeah. puns. Uh, but as always, we start by asking, "What have you been watching?" And Chancellor, what have you been watching this week? Uh, so I uh, finished up the year uh, for this list, uh, finishing up Broad City season four. Uh, yeah, no, it, it ended really well. It was good because, like, this season kind of like bookended itself. Uh, like like things that happened in the first episode kind of paid off in the last episode. It was just like a really nice episode. I feel like they could have ended there and I Every totally would have been fine with it. Every time you describe the show to me, it makes less sense than when you described it to me the week before. <laughs> just watch the show, man. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I, I keep it purposely vague so you don't know what you're getting. You just but get hit in the like face with it. It's like a sketch show, isn't no, it? No, not really, no. It's, it's just about two stoner girls living in New York City. Okay. It's relatively like it's it's not like crazy stuff is happening all the time. It's relatively, you know, story driven. But they don't just play the two girls, they play like several characters, don't no, they? No, they just play the two girls. In like wildly. I don't know why costumes? in season five they are old people. There's okay. probably a reason. Because it's the last <laughs> season. They're gonna go until they're old. Because uh, okay. they're always gonna be friends. Friendship. Um what else? I've been watching uh, Red Dwarf still, uh, just working my way through it slowly. Uh, I just got up to season five, and this was really weird because it was the first season so far where I did not remember any of the episodes. The six, season, the six episodes to a season, and four of them I just straight up didn't remember. So it was good. It was like new Red Dwarf coming to me. Uh, the other two were like two of my favorite episodes. So there was uh, Back to Reality where they – Die at, die at the start of the episode and then they realize they've been in a video game the entire time. Oh, what? Yeah, you got to watch Red Dwarf as well. Okay. Got to watch Broad City, Red Dwarf, back to back, <coughs> nonstop. Mm. Um, I think that's because I haven't had a chance to go out into the cinemas for a while. I want to go watch Spider-Man. I'm dying to see that too. I know Josh has seen it because I saw it on his letterbox and he gave it five stars. So this will be Josh saying that it's like his favorite movie of the year or something like (laughs) that. We'll put that in there and then Josh can hear it and be like. See, 
I need to see it before we do our top 10. Yeah. Because... I'm probably going to try this weekend at some point. Or other, it's maybe. The Shape of Water of this year. Is that, <laughs> is that what this Oh, have you is? seen it? No, I have not. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say it's the Spider-Man like Everyone's Homecoming. talking about it and how good it is and no one's seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, I, watched, uh, I watched the trailer for Hellboy. I cried a little bit, not for good reasons. It Look, looks, it's, it's Hellboy. Also, his face looks like really like someone just really? went and then like put their thumb and just like mushed down the frown, like what I do to my cat when you can like brush <laughs> the fur down the wrong way. And it's just his permanent frown. And then I went and watched a clip from the original Hellboy and Ron Perlman's face is so much more expressive. They did some really yeah, clever. No, I, whereas, I really don't like this new like face the... piece is just like a hard cowl almost. And the only thing that's free is his mouth. And even then, not very much. No, no, he's not even. Like, they've clearly dubbed all over the lines. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tentatively excited. I like Hellboy. I like the cartoon movies. I like the movies. I like the comics. I really wish that they didn't uh, bring Broom back because if you just because if if Broom fucking dies in this movie to raise the stakes, I'm just gonna throw something at the fucking screen because why bring him back? This this movie they've got. Well, the script was originally meant to be Hellboy 3. Guillermo del Toro was like, no, I don't want to make someone else's movie. So they ended up making it a reboot. But why bring Bo- Broom back then? Like, I could watch this as like a third part that's separate. It's the same way I watch the cartoon series, even though cartoon series does have Ron Perlman, uh, Abe Sapien, and um, Selma Blair reprising their characters. I love that Abe Sapien is like, isn't it David Hyde? No, uh, David uh, Hyde Pierce? No. David Hyde Pierce played, the voice. Played, played him in the first one, but he hated it because he he did nothing. Douglas Doug Jones sounded exactly the same. So he was like, yeah, guys, I don't. I don't want to do it again. So Doug Jones just did the role. Oh, because yeah, David Hyde Pierce was like, because like David Hyde Pierce did a great voice, but you watch Hellboy one and two. Can you tell it's a different voice? No. Do you watch the cartoons? Can you tell it's a different voice? No, no. Doug Jones sounded exactly the same. Mm. Okay. Zane, what have you been watching? I have been watching all of the Disney. No, yeah. Um, You're taking advantage of Stan. Yes, I am. Uh, but I've also had to go back into my own archives and watch gems such as The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. I saw that thread. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, like, yes. Oh, no, I know the movie exists. What thread, though? Oh, on, on the Disney vs. Disney debates. I was not reading it. I need to go back Someone and read Someone was debating it goss. and could not find a copy of it, um, so I had to supply said copy. Um, had they it, seen it or did they just pick yeah, a name they, out? They of said them? they had seen it, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they just hadn't seen it in a long um, time. So, yeah, just lots of uh, like old school Disney, um, yep. Sleeping Beauty and stuff, that that sort of thing. But I'm also going through and watching all the movies that I've missed over the year. I've never um, seen the three caballeros. Three caballeros. Caballeros. Yeah, Although I, it's I Spanish, so it. those L's are not pronounced, Zane. You racist. Okay. Uh, the three caballeros. 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 Wow. There's a G in there now. <laughs> um, and uh, what's the Make Mine Music are the two that I definitely haven't seen. Make Mine Music. It's like it was, it was the same year as the, oh, the right, three yeah, caballeros yeah. when they were. Because I found out often, like, listening to the podcast, they were like destitute and like begging the government for war funding. And that was only, like, some millionaire funded a trip to Spain. And that's how those movies came about. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It yep. does raise the question. Now you're going 
through these movies. Mm. Are you thinking of adding any more movies to the Disney versus Disney debate? Specifically, where is Dinosaur and the good Dinosaur? Wait, is Dinosaur not on the bracket? No, it's not on <gasps> the bracket. Dinosaur's a classic. We stuck with the original bracket. Okay. Uh, because... I mean, there's already enough people is, and enough episodes. Yeah. Um, if, if, look, if anyone listening to this loves the idea of Disney versus Disney debate, write in, make it popular, and we'll come back with all the other Disney movies. Movies for season two. <laughs> I've already so shotgunned like Enchanted. I've already shotgunned Enchanted. I, I shotgunned. There's all, high all the sequels. Too. There's all the live action. Oh my God, it's just the straight to DVD sequel yep. yes. debate. <laughs> uh, we'll probably have a lot more negative worse. points on that one. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, everyone's being very polite so far. Because yeah, why the fuck Disney. aren't people being aggressive? Because like my I think entire the mandate at the beginning, really at the top of every episode, is this is Disney. Keep it nice. No, uh, no, no, no. It's keep it, keep. It PG. Yeah, okay. I can keep it PG and. Be I mean, savage. I have some quips. I, so I'm doing up versing brave at some well, point. Well, don't and spoil what you. No, no, saying. no. But I have some really good quips at the ready. They'll sound off the cuff, but if you listen to it here, you'll know that I've already prepared my quips. Uh, Movie wise, I have watched uh, Apostle, which was a oh, very yes. interesting movie. Uh, I didn't hate it. Uh, yeah, is yeah, it's interesting. Very um, weird mix of stuff that yeah, you don't normally put yeah. together, which I, I appreciated because I'm like, sorry, this was the one Apostle made by the raid. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. The one that we saw, where, where you're like, wow, I can't believe the guy who made the. Oh wait, no, there it is. There's an yeah. action scene. It looks yeah. exactly like the raid. Got yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I've also watched Paddington and Paddington Two. Nice. Had, had you seen them before? I had not seen them before. Oh. And how much did you cry? None. Ugh. I, I'm not an emotional Don't person. Don't lie to us, Sane. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really care either way for Paddington. Yeah. I think Paddington 2 is almost a perfect movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, a perfect kids movie uh, in the style of when I say like Guillermo del Toro can make the perfect movie and Tarantino can make the perfect movie. I think Paddington 2 is another example of an almost perfect movie. Yeah. 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 And, and how great is Hugh Grant? Yes, like, <laughs> Hugh Grant's very entertaining. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm. I've I've been watching a lot of a lot of stuff. A lot of Disney. Oh, good. A lot of Disney. Shane, what have you been watching? I've been watching quite a fair bit. I went and saw Cold War, the black and white Polish film from Pavel Pawlikowski, who he did a movie two years ago called Ida, which is a phenomenal little Polish movie, beautifully done. But again, it's black and white. And they shot it in Academy Ratio. Would you say it's very <laughs> polished? Get out. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> You're fired. Um, I don't blame you. This is just Shane and Zane now. Uh, <laughs> Cold War's very, be- very beautiful. Like, it's got some of the most beautiful cinematography of the year. Uh, I don't know that I felt as engaged with the story. It basically charts like a love story across the Russian conflicts post-World War Two. So it goes from like late 40s through to early 60s. And it's these two people who kind of fell in love and then fall apart. And... I don't know if I engage with the story as much. It's like a weird alternate universe version of La La Land almost in, in some kind of weird way. But um, it's a very beautiful movie. I think it is the better movie from from this director. But like it's getting a lot of awards consideration and it's well deserved, especially in the cinematography standpoint. Um, I watched the feature film version of Thunder Road. Oh, awesome. This movie is fucking amazing. It's so much fun. I thought it would just be like a really well-performed, like cool little indie drama because I knew the story behind it would be fine, but it actually shot like really well. There is all these long takes that are 
all done on the long zoom lens. I was looking behind the scenes. They've got like a, an 18 to like 270 mil lens. And they just do these really long takes using a zoom. Um, and it basically, it's a, it's a dad who's trying to pull his life together. His mum dies and he kind of can't keep his shit together. Oh, he's so trying it's to not like 19 minutes of just saying the lyrics to Thunder Road. This time. No, 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 no. Kind of disappointing. I, I was hoping for 90 minutes of just that. Oh, right. Yeah. No. And I don't even think the full song ever actually plays. Oh, I think really? they maybe had like licensing issues or something like that. Cause like the gag, they basically the opening scene is the short film. I figured. But now much. the gag is the CD player doesn't work oh. and he has to just do a dance to it with no music under it, but it makes it all the more awkward and stuff. Mm. It's actually like, I really highly, I reckon this one's on my top oh, 10 cool. list. It's really, really it's just fresh. It's like a drama, but it's done really fresh. And that sense of time is really interesting in that they don't announce like a change of time period within the film. It just kind of flows through it, which is something I've been noticing in some of the better movies is their sense of time is, is a lot more skewed in a, in a more interesting way. Uh, I watched once upon a Deadpool, which I I spoke about on our, our, our Facebook page in our review. And I think like, I didn't love Deadpool two the first time. So it's not like it, it didn't impede my viewing of it. And I like the additional scenes. And the only thing is like cutting out all the gore really hacked at the action, the rhythm of the action sequences. I see it as much. In a very, I, like they've CGI'd out some blood. And there were some times I noticed, I'm like, oh, that was a rough wiping out of that. But for the most part, it was fine. It's just whenever they literally cut like shots out, the rhythm really got fucked over, huh. which I was disappointed in because that was one of the stronger parts of the movie. Yeah. But Fred Savage is great. His commitment's yeah, really no, fun. Yeah, I'm going to love Fred Savage. And it's like a meta joke on a meta joke now too because they jo- like, there's a line where they have something and then they cut back to him and he says, oh, you're joking about that in order to cover up your bad writing by saying you know it's bad writing. And so it's like this like extra level of meta, which I didn't hate and I feel like I probably should have. But yeah, I watched Sorry to Bother You, which is batshit crazy, very out there. Uh, that's the one about the guy who's like a call center operator mm-hmm. and then he learns to use his white voice. Oh, yeah. And yep, it's, yep. it's okay, um, cool. uh, David Cross is his white voice. Yeah. <laughs> and that movie escalates into places I did not expect it going to. Very weird and out there. I don't know if I love, loved, loved it. I wish it was maybe shot a little better in certain places, kind of like blind spotting that I spoke about last week or the week before. Uh, but it's very good, very unique. Uh, it's a very, like, yeah, it's a, it's a movie with a really unique voice, which cool. I appreciate more and more these days. I appreciate a movie where that's the, like that's the only place where I can see that voice. It's not yeah. like I can watch five other movies that feel exactly like it. I started watching a show called Succession, uh, which is an HBO family dynasty mm-hmm. dark comedy. Adam McKay directed the pilot. Oh, cool! It's supposed to be. It's supposed. The show's supposed to be really good. The pilot was a bit dry for me, but it's oh, got okay. some really good actors. Uh, Sarah Snook. Uh, I love Kieran, Sarah Snook. Kieran Culkin. Oh. Uh, what's his name? He's the guy. He's from the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Brian? Co- no, not Brian Cox. Somewhere like that. It's got a very interesting cast. Let's just put it that way. And I, I'll give it some more, but it was quite a bit of a slow pilot for me, to be perfectly honest. Right. Uh, and then I watched, I've been to watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season two, which this Excellent. is going to come back later I in this episode. I loved it. Let's just say I loved it. So 2018 in television. What kind of year has it been in television, do you reckon? A lot of Netflix. A lot. Of, and yeah, Netflix did their huge, biggest push into original content. Yeah. 
especially because now this is the year that where like Amazon and Hulu kind of sprung up. And so they're like, fuck inject. They just like indebted themselves $2 billion <laughs> more for more content next year. Oh, nice. Well, that, that, I mean, we knew this was coming like last year. We heard about the their massive wars. investment. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I think they, they saw it coming and did what they should have done. And yeah. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise they would have been running. They don't want to become the the MySpace of the streaming Correct. world. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do because Sorry, they were the first just... ones to really sort of come yep. in and do it. And now, now every even Disney. Now that Disney's doing it, you're going to see, and we're already starting to see the start of it. Is that they're pushing into children's programming really big to to actively get ahead of Disney's streaming. Platform. I do notice. A so that's lot why they. Of... That's why they did the Roald Dahl. They announced a tele yep. an anthology television series of all yeah. the Roald Dahl stories, which I think is going to be interesting because aren't they doing? Isn't Robert Zemeckis doing the Witches as well? I think so. In the studio Ooh. space, so that'll be interesting. Uh, and um, and animated stuff. They've got Del Toro's Pinocchio, which is not going to be a children's version of Pinocchio. I'm so excited <laughs> for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a fascist Italy. Nice. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like something Del Toro would. Do. I am interested to see whether that goes original Pinocchio or like uh, hard done by Pinocchio, because Disney is more <laughs> hard done by Pinocchio, where the original Pinocchio is like a little devil, like, oh, really? like a child's play. Uh, not lo- not as devilish as that. Damn, but he's like, I was real excited. He's just like a terrible person. No, oh, no, fair yeah. enough. Rather than like mm. a homicidal maniac. But I'd say overall, I think it's been a bit mixed with TV. We were in the golden age of television, the golden age of television. This year's kind of been a bit of a mixed bag. I feel like movies kind of took a step forward in terms of, because, you know, everyone's like, movies are dying, Every TV's where it's at. And that was like two years ago. And this year it's kind of been a little movies less. Movies have made their movies push. Have put, yeah, movies made their push. We've got a lot of unique, cinema kind of in there and in places and a lot because of Netflix you had something like Roma would yep. not exist without Netflix uh, I, there's been a lot of weird backtracking in networks to like old kinds of shows that don't work i.e. FBI they're mm. really just gen- like as generic as they can wait wait what's FBI sorry it's a procedural set at the FBI about FBI people it's just basically oh. cops investigating crimes but they've got jackets that say FBI on the back Nice. So they're, they're the ones who come in and everyone's like, oh, the FBI here. And they're like, this is our jurisdiction. No, it's not. Our, but they don't even do that. It's literally they just play it out like a generic, like they could be the beat cops of whatever the city they're in. That's how generic it is. Do the FBI have beat cops? No. Going on the FBI beat? They command the beat cops. That's why they can like call in your local police officers and stuff like that. Uh, streaming really walloped most other platforms as well. Yeah, um, I feel like that was. <laughs> but I reckon also Netflix curbed a lot. They spent a lot, but they also like, this was their most cancellations in a year, especially with all of the Marvel all ones. All the Marvel ones. All which I, them. I assume because of Disney. Well, they're doing that, but I don't know because Disney aren't reviving those characters on the platform. I don't think they're the able to yet. I think the rights are still with Netflix or something. So I'm curious as to why Netflix. But still, did Jessica that. Jones still going strong. Still yeah, hasn't been, and the Punisher. But who gives a fuck about Punisher? Because Jessica ne- Jones. But do you know why? Because Jessica Jones is a female centric show, and that's getting a much bigger female audience. Ah. Like I feel like this is what I feel. I'm basing this off like next to no. Yeah, evidence and Netflix doesn't give Netflix out doesn't numbers. give a thing. But it's got a, a lot. So many women I know love this show. And I reckon that's why I reckon those those Daredevil and all that they were good ratings, but I feel like a big portion of those people who are watching that were pirating the shit out of it. Yeah. Guarantee you, the numbers aren't as good as people what people would lead you to believe. I think Stranger Things is 
bigger. Yeah. Oh, that could have been on my list this year. How was, could have been. How was Stranger Things not on your list? Yeah. But we could, to be fair, it wasn't as good as season one, I don't reckon. No, that's fair enough. Um, And and these other, my other returning shows are pretty, pretty solid. But, uh, and what have I got? There's controversy, a lot of controversy. Roseanne. We had Roseanne oh, come yeah. back and then go. And then there was, they canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And, and then, then like, renewed that shitty Tim Allen show. Yeah, there, there's a lot of there's Wait, a lot which, of which like shitty Tim threatened Allen show? Uh, uh What is it? The oh, I, it's just a very right wing comedy. St- Last Man Standing. Oh fuck! I remember that show. Yeah. Why did they bring that? Didn't that have because, like two because seasons? Literally, it was the Roseanne effect. Because Roseanne was the numbers Roseanne was doing was insane. I mean, it's the Trump effect, not the, the Roseanne Trump effect. effect. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 but, no, no, but the Roseanne effect Roseanne. got it renewed. No, no, the Roseanne effect got it renewed because they're like, oh, shows about right-wing middle-class people uh, or slash quote-unquote working class, except yeah. none of them are working class. Uh, people are a huge hit. And so they went and brought back Last Man Standing because that was their version of the show that they had that was like that yeah. to try and cash in on the ratings. Uh, and also not a lot of comedy comedies. When I was trying to do my top 10 list of new shows, I'm like, and I went, and I literally was like, oh, I don't have any comedies on here. Let me just Google comedy shows of 2018. I'm looking through, I'm like, ah, oh, there wasn't, there no. was not a lot. Of, there was some bad <laughs> sitcoms, mm. but a lot of drama, a lot of that pr- everyone wants in on the Game of thrones space and the Breaking Bad Especially space. since Game of Thrones is ending, what, next yeah, year? Yeah, well, but do you know what's happening? So uh, Amazon are doing their Lord of the Rings show and Amazon are also doing the Wheel of Time. Oh, cool. I, I can't believe that Amazon were the ones that bought that. I totally thought it would have been Hulu because Hulu then went, suddenly went like, scrapped a bunch of their shows except for Handmaid's, which is the only one that's winning them anything. And I was like, oh, they're curbing their funds so they can funnel it into the Wheel of Time. And then I'm like, Amazon are real. So this is this is Amazon Stranger Things. Their play for Stranger Things is their right. Lord of the Rings show, which I have no desire to see. No, not at all. And their Wheel of Time, which I haven't read the books. I'm so maybe tempted to do it, but I don't know. It depends on what I feel about the books. Uh, but, yeah, so what shows have we missed this year? I thought we'd touch on that because there was a couple that I really want to get into and I never got around to it. Pretty much everything that's going to be on your lists. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, I missed one I really uh, – The Shy was Lena Waithe. So she's the lady who – she won the Oscar – not necessarily the Emmy for a Master of None episode. She plays the the – the black woman with the, the, the uh, that's really vague in that show. Um, yes, one the who comes black out, woman, <laughs> the, the, the gay one, the, okay, the, yeah, yeah, the queer yeah, woman, okay. and uh, she's created this show called The Shy, which is sort of like a The Wire esque thing in in um, uh, Maryland, Baltimore. Mm. Uh, which and it looks good. Pose is the big one that I just never got around to watching. Me too. I haven't got around to it. And I've heard nothing but superb things about it. This is the one about ball culture. It's basically like Paris is Burning, the TV show. But right, it's okay. Brian Murphy behind it. It's got the biggest trans cast of any television show in the history of ever. Also behind the scenes, they've got a lot of trans directors and stuff like that. So there's a lot of cool stuff behind the scenes as well as the show itself is supposed to be really good and quite uh, unique. I, I, I watched like the start of the pilot and then I was just like, oh, this is well over an hour long. I do not have the time to watch this. I need to allot it for another time. Have either of you seen Black Lightning? Uh, no. My I sister did. and my mother love that show. Doing pieces. my research, it came up a lot. Yeah. And I was just like, I wrote it off like immediately. Yeah, yeah because I, th- I thought superhero show. I thought yeah. generic arrowy superhero show, but yeah. apparently it's really good and they, they work in a lot of socio-political stuff in <sighs> it. My mum and my sister adore that show. They watch it religiously. So uh, Barry was one that I never got around. Yeah, I, watched the, I, I watched really the pilot watch Barry. and I, I liked think- the pilot and I just never got to watch the rest of the show just for timing reasons. And apparently it gets like, because the pilot was 
good. Like it was solid pilot, but apparently gets like mind-blowingly amazing by like episode four. Mm. And I just never got around to it. So I'm really pissed at myself. Uh, Strange Angel, which was like a weird. So the guy who did um, A Ghost Story and Ain't Them Body Saints and the, lo- the Old Man and the Gun, he directed the pilot and then his cinematographer did this weird, it's like a cult slash early 20th century science mixing right. into it. And it looks really unique and weird. It's on TNT and I watched the trailer. It looks amazing. And it's one of those shows I just never got around to watching. Uh, Kidding with Jim Carrey. Yeah, I, I really... And that clip that went viral of yeah. behind the scenes, I'm like, fuck, I really should have watched this show. Like it's Michelle Gondry. It's still on stand, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think this year, specifically for me, because I'm so much more involved in media this year, there's just so too much. much. There's too much to be on top of it all. Way too much. And, and then I'm also trying to catch up everything. on shows that I never got yeah. around to from like t- 10 years ago. I'm still catching up on Always Sunny and all that kind of stuff. I just never had the time. I haven't even gotten to that point yet. <laughs> and what Sharp Objects was another big one. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That everyone's raving about. That's on my list to watch. Yeah, Night Flyers, which is the new show based on the George R. R. Martin books, which looks really good and I like the cast. But that only just started like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So I'm like, and it's going to drop on Netflix once the season's finished yep. airing. Yep. So we'll get that next year anyway. Uh, there's one, like a little mini series called A Very British Scandal that I really want to watch because it's got, it's got Hugh Grant in it and it's about like a, Famous British PM. I feel like you could have like just a gay said scandal the title, thing. A Very British Scandal, and I would have been like, well, it's obviously a Hugh Grant film, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a mini, it's like a three episode mini series about um, a PM who got caught with sleeping with another man, yeah. and it was like this thing, and then it ended up pseudo getting into the legislation to decriminalize homosexuality. I think that's the one. Nice. Um, and then the terror, which I've heard nothing but amazing things about. And it's this weird anthology show about like weird, I'm assuming it's based on true events that happened historically. So one's like on this boat sh- Is this shipping the into the Arctic or something. German, like that. the German one. It's not, it's, it's in English. Oh, okay. But, and I think it's an Amazon show. It's on Amazon. I've got my Amazon account now and I just need to watch it. But- Speaking of oh. Amazon forever. Which is Maya Rudolph's one. I've heard so many good things it's about that. It's been and on I've my list. Never got I around, got to, around it. to watching Apparently it. Apparently, it's like an alternate version of The Good Place. Yeah, it's like a weird uh, afterlife sort comedy. of comedy. Fred Armisen and and Maya Rudolph are like a couple in the afterlife, and it's, I'm just like, I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> As I haven't got around to it. Did the uh, Did the Tick season two end up airing in Amazon yet? I do not know. I, have, uh, I, I don't look for the tick. On I, I know. I watched like I, I watched season one and I fucking loved it, but I only had a two week subscription because it was free. And then I found out they were making a season two and I was like, damn it. Because the way season one ends, you're like, oh, well, I need to know what happens next. Mm. I'm just looking there because that's definitely the one that I really wish I saw. Mm. Wild, I mean, wild a, country yeah i uh, watched the first episode of that and i wanted to watch more of it and then there's that, that other doco series the 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 staircase was the nun yeah, one this, this year this, or last oh, year the staircase, um, the staircase yeah the staircase yeah. and and what's that uh, and the other one about the the the, 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 the not the farrelly brothers the the two guys who produced that they're the ones who who do like those weird indie comedies the sundance guys the not farrelly brothers the uh, from Creep? I can't imagine the Farrelly brothers getting <laughs> the, anything the guy from The guy from, well, no, the Far- one of the Farrelly brothers has got an Oscar bait movie out at the moment, Green Book. What? You know Green Book? That's Peter Farrelly's movie. Holy shit. And he's getting nominations left, right and centre. Um, For Creep, the lead actor from Creep. 
um, the creep one. Yeah, yeah. I, him, him, and his brother do a lot of Duplass brothers. Yes, Duplass brothers. Mean. Thank you. They have. They're the ones who are behind a lot of those documentary series. And, and I bet you, if Josh listens back on this episode, he's gonna fucking hate <laughs> you for that. He will. He will. Is anything else? Or do uh, we- the American Crime Story: Assassination of Gianni Versace. Yeah, I watched. Yeah. yeah, again, that's one of the ones I've been I watched. Trying like the first to get into American Crime Story, and it's just, I've it's just always been kind of. Knock down the list. I haven't even seen yeah. People vs. OJ and I've been told great things about that. Uh, right here. Well, I reckon we should go for our, t- our top five returning shows. So this isn't the top five. So we're doing top five returning shows, top five new shows, and then top five single episodes. Easy. So, uh, do you want to go first, Chancer, or do you want yeah, to Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. uh, are we going to like go like I say one, you say one? No, you just do no, your top okay, five cool. list. All right, so we'll do that when we do our top ten movies because it's a better way to present that. But... Uh, okay, fair enough. All right, cool. These so, episodes don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> this is, well, literally. Every <laughs> episode is a filler episode except for the top, top ten. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I live for. Yes. Uh, so, and that's why every episode of Watch Mojo, none of them are filler episodes. They're all top quality content. <laughs> uh, so my top five returning shows of the year, uh, in no particular order, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. Season, season three. three was really fun. And, and, and like, it's a different showrunner from season one and two. Cause you know what happened at the end of season two, how they I had the idea for the finale, which was Ash vs. Ash, young Ash vs. Um, normalized because they go back in time to right before they go to the cabin in the first movie. Oh, really? And pretty much uh, the showrunner ended up dropping out as that last episode was happening. So they completely rewrote it. And I don't think that the end of season two is bad because it's very much Evil Dead, where it's very anticlimactic. Everything just kind of wrapped because, like, at the end of season one, the the season finale. Spoiler alert for season one: Ash vs Evil Dead is. He, they they finally confront the bad guy and they're like, oh, you can't all do all this bad stuff. And she's like, yeah, but if you just leave, uh, mm. I'll give you this stuff. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so he just leaves and the world starts ending. <laughs> That's the end of season one. So end of season two was great. And season three was just a really fun season. It brought in his daughter, which is played by an Australian actress whose name I don't know, but she is very good. Uh, just a fun season. They, they uh, The whole... Th- the whole, all the all the um, previews for it was about the high school setting because a lot of it is set inside this high school, and it turns out that um, Lucy Lawless is oh. who, who's the evil demon from the first two seasons. Because uh, in season two she became good, season three she's evil again because she killed the good version. It's very confusing. When I'm saying it, like, it's a good show, is what I'm saying. I'm just going to mm. move on to uh, <laughs> uh, Stranger Things season two. Yes. Um, I feel like I would have had Daredevil season three instead of Stranger Things season two, but Daredevil season three is on my list of things I wish I watched. <laughs> I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Okay, <laughs> calm down. I'll get there. Um, mainly because I've heard it's much better than season two. And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not hard to do though. Yeah, uh, Stranger Things season two though was very interesting. I don't think it was. I as like good that as the first Will Byers got a proper arc. Yeah, the fact that Will's actually a character now. Yeah. Um, still want justice for Barbara, but hey, we got that whole Barbara movie, so that's fine. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> that one that no one watched. <laughs> I watched it, and I didn't think it Sierra was Sierra Burgess that bad. is a loser. That's the one, Barbara the movie. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was so similar to Aliens, like ridiculously yeah. similar to Aliens, to the point that they had uh, what's his name, Paul fucking what's his face. Game over, it. man. Game over. 
no, no, he's oh, oh, no, dead. Sorry, you mean he's dead, man? Um, no, the guy who plays the bad guy in Aliens. Oh, I don't know. I oh, thought you were talking about Sean Astin. Sean Astin's not in Aliens. He needs justice. Too, oh, that also, yeah, justice no. for Bob. Justice for Bob. Justice for Barbara. What's with characters starting with B? Um, uh, next is Broad City season four. Uh, I think it is my favorite season of the show so far. Um, RuPaul's and it, it, oh the. The amount of celebrity. Sorry about cameos. to list RuPaul Drag Race is like you know. So no, I'm no, like, Ru- RuPaul's in in season four. Uh, the amount because like uh, Hillary Clinton was in the last season, and they had like quite a few celebrity cameos. But this one is just so many celebrity cameos. RuPaul's not a celebrity cameo though. He's like one of the main characters, kind of. Kind oh really? Of. Uh, very fun. Uh, one, two, three, cool. Uh, my next two are Glow. Yeah, season which two I have was not just yet phenomenal. Season one. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't know you could get better than season one, but they did. Uh, and finally, Doctor Who season whatever it's up to eleven. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I thought I thought this season which we've of been Doctor meaning Who. to talk about on what have you been watching? I was meant like to bring it up and uh, I have one off the. F- I haven't watched the finale. Yet. Ah, damn it! Is it's, it good? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. there's a character that comes back. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't know it though, would I? No, you would. Because that's the thing. This is a self-contained season. This relies oh. on literally nothing else. If this is your first season, That's what great. I love about it. Um, I, I don't think it was as good as maybe seasons one through four yet. Mm. Um, but it, it is, it's a really self-contained season. It's just a good season of television, which after the Classic last six who's... fucking seasons of Doctor Who, we needed this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zane, what have you been... Top what are your five top, what have you been top five? Top five returning shows. Uh well, Doctor Who was on my honorable mentions. Cool. Cool. Uh I also have not watched the last three episodes. Okay, cool. Uh, uh but what I've seen so far I really like. Mm. Um and I'm I'm a Doctor Who apologist. Like even the bad seasons, I'm like, look, it's Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, like it does it isn't world ending. Um and Although the, those last three seasons, <laughs> every plot was about the world ending. It's Doctor Who. Yeah, the, world, the world's always ending in Doctor Who. Uh, if it's not the, the world, then it's time. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it's not the, time, it's the universe. Yeah, the other thing on my uh, honourable mentions is House of Cards. Oh, okay. um, I, I really like this season. This is, is this, the, this is the, the without. Yeah, this is after Kevin Spacey's dead. Yeah. Uh, so it, I think it is... I haven't watched any of I that think show they, they, they dealt with it just enough to not make a huge deal of it. So it wasn't quite two and a half men level. No, 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 no. <laughs> kind of disappointing. I wanted to, I wanted Kevin Spacey to just get hit by a train. And they're like, I can't believe Kevin Spacey got hit by a train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I really like it, but it didn't make my top five. Uh, again, very similar to like Daredevil uh, in no particular order. Daredevil, yeah. this new season is much better than the second season. Not quite as good as the first season, but really good. I didn't watch the trailers. Is it all Kingpin again? All Kingpin? That's what I like to hear. Cool. Because <laughs> well, honestly, the best thing of season yeah. two, that one episode. Fisk is a much bigger character even than in season one. Oh, oh wow. okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, AHS, Apocalypse, Amer- American Horror Story. Um, I'm a huge American Horror Story apologist as well. Huge fan. <laughs> They're even... <sighs> Even their their bad seasons, I find something to like in it. Apo- uh, Apocalypse. I mean, you're is- a smash apologist, so. <laughs> well, no, okay. 
Am I? For yeah. a second there, I thought you were talking about Smash Mouth for some reason. I'm like, <laughs> no, aren't no. we all You're like, Smash, Smash is apologists? great because you were re-watching it at the time and I was like berating you because that show is I mean, it's terrible. fine. It's not one of my best, my favourite TV shows of all time. Um, AHS, it's, it, this season is unique in that it's, it was scripted from the very start. It ties two seasons very closely together um, and brings in like so much crossover from the previous seasons. Uh, so it was really interesting to watch as a fan who has watched all the seasons up okay. until now. Um, it was confusing when some of the actors that play multiple characters <laughs> are different characters like right after one another. Um, but still. Um, okay. Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. You know, Stranger Things. Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I have, Still going see, strong. Yeah, apparently. So I heard, because I was listening to an interview with Rob McElhenney, uh, that their season 12 was like their highest, most critically like lauded season and their yeah. best ratings and their best uh, reviews. And then this new season, even more so, apparently the finale is really good. Yeah. Like, really good. Paul Riser. There we go. There Sorry. Go, just Paul had Reiser. to, because yeah. he's the bad guy in Aliens. And like, as soon as they introduced his character, I'm like, oh, he's evil. And then he wasn't. I was like, nice subverting my <laughs> expectations. It's like Brad Dourif. Take that, Sean Star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said the creators. <laughs> Uh, and Jessica Jones. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, re- Jessica Jones season two this year. Yeah. Damn March. it. Oh. oh. Yeah. That was How so, could you? Season two was so good. It was good. I, I don't think it was, I still don't think it was good as season one, no. but I see I don't why think anything like will ever more. be as good as season one. Season mm. one was, for that time, almost an almost perfect TV show. Yeah. Um, no, but, agreed. I really performances need to get on it. <laughs> and. Just every performances and story. Making um, me hate David Tennant is, oh. And he does it so well. Really He well. really relishes making you hate him. Yeah. Because uh, as soon as you think he's going to get like a bit of a sympathetic turn, yep. he just destroys you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, I need, to, I need to get on that show. Yeah, and the, the exploration of Jessica and her relationship with her family, I think that is also really interesting. See, that, that's why I completely understand if people prefer season two because I think you really get to know her character yeah more which is really great but season one season one (laughs) is always going to be my favorite what about you shane uh so my honorable mentions again i've got doctor who uh i loved it it's like i quit doctor who when it got too convoluted and this is the opposite of all the problems Mm. i had with the original doctor and i think jodie whittaker is really great i think the cast is really great I love that I'm they're just, like willfully being like fuck you to man child <laughs> fanboys. Like every episode, it's like we're doing the Rosa Parks episode. Now we're doing the anti Amazon episode. Now we're doing this episode, and yet they're still just entertaining adventures yeah. whilst also being political commentary. I like the fact that people are complaining about the political commentary, and I'm like, have you never seen Doctor Who? Uh, yeah, it's literally the half Dalek, the fucking show. The Daleks are a metaphor for the Nazis. Uh, I don't believe. <laughs> This one was on neither of your lists. Big Mouth season two. I liked Big Mouth. I don't. Think I it thought. Was I thought it was really quality. subversive. This season especially did some really I interesting things with, with all their characters. Jay's character, like throughout the season, then right at the end, I really loved that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. can't wait for season three if just I, the Jay's character. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I really want them to expand on Michael, which is the, the yeah, gay yeah. kid played by Andrew. Because he had that one episode. Yeah, that one episode. And I love where there's the the old guy and he's like, being young, gay and mean is not a personality. And that was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Harvey Feistein voicing the character. I was just like, there's a lot of, and then also the background jokes are almost as clever as the, as um, Bojack. Every every time. Bojack would have been on your list. I haven't. 
Oh, you it's, haven't watched the new one? Oh, okay, I haven't right, watched right, the new enough, season. Believe me, um, I want to. Uh, so I've also got Santa Clarita Diet season two, yep. which I had, I thought was a big improvement on the first season. You didn't like season one? No, no, I loved season okay. one, but I thought this one just really nailed their rhythm and their comedy and the absurdity, whereas the first one had a couple of episodes where are they still trying to play it straight? And this yep. one was like, we're not playing anything straight. This is the most ridiculous show on television and we're going to own it. Uh, so they have like, you know, the, they're trying to get the bile of the vomit from the, the Russian yep. arms and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Stuff. It's very, very uh, cool. Uh, Handmaid's Tale season two, depressing as fuck. It's got to be the most depressing show on television. I can't watch it. See, that, that would be on my, oh, I've missed it, but I genuinely do not think I'd be able to watch that show. I, I've made the conscious choice that I can't watch mm. that show. It's it so well shot, angry. though. Like, the one thing I think, though, is te- from a technical standpoint, because I, the thing I actually find really difficult about that show is I can't look at Elizabeth What's-Her-Face and go, you're a Scientologist, which literally stands for everything that this show is against. So, like, how does... I can't even... I, I, I don't know what kind of mental gymnastics she's doing to work in that show. Neopets was owned by Scientologists, so they can't be all bad. Oh, my God, really? I mean, they, they were bought out by Scientologists. Uh, right, right. Uh, But technically this show is a marvel. The first couple of episodes weren't great on season two. And then someone, I feel like someone came in and was like, no, no, we're riding the ship, shoot it better. And then they shot it really well. And it's, it's, it's good. It's frustrating. Very actually the ending of season two was quite frustrating, but the bulk of the show was really, you're not selling it, Shane. (laughs) I'm still not going to watch it. Uh, so my number five pick is Imposters season two. This show was the season one of this show came out of nowhere. And I was like, fuck is it? And season two was really good. I was surprised that they got canceled and were able to still wrap up the show. The character work on this show is really engaging. It's a con man show. Yeah. I reckon you'd love it. It's on stands. All two seasons okay, are cool. on stand and it's, it's, it'd be a great little binge, 10 episodes a season or whatever. And it's really fun and really engaging. And they go into like the cons, like the actual details of like the types of cons a little bit oh, more than fun. something like Ocean's Eleven, which would just name drop like five of them and never, never explore. Damn it. That's the fun part of just name dropping. And- <laughs> uh, number four is Insecure season three. Uh, they re- this, is, this is the HBO comedy with Issa Rae in the lead, and I thought they really did some great character development on Issa, the character of Issa. She plays a character named Issa, but it's not autobiographical. No, okay. Uh, she regrets calling it Issa <laughs> because of that reason. But uh, they did some phenomenal character development. I love the way they shoot this show. I love the voice of this show. It's so clear. I cannot wait for season four. It's And it's genuinely funny. I genuinely love the relationship between Issa and I've forgotten her name, but the character, the actress's name is Yvonne Orji. Um, O-R-J-I, chance to get oh, your mind whatever. out of the gutter. Uh, the, the relationship between those two characters, I could just watch them in a room for an hour for hours on end it's really really good uh number three is westworld season two westworld's on my i wish i saw it you have season one chance to, i gave you season one and you need to be watching illegally it. and i'm not watching it because don't of that. say this on live oh god <laughs> oh god um uh i uh, this season i it started off a bit rough but then when it all came together, it really fucking came together. And uh, Tandy Newton's awards that she's getting for this season in particular are so well-deserved. She was the MVP for me, more so than uh, Evan Rachel Wood, more so than um, uh, uh, Jeff Jeffrey Owens, Je- Owens the, the guy, the main guy who plays yeah. Arnold. And she knocked out of the park. They went to japan world and she became like a fucking ninja and she has like superpowers where she can control the other robots like it's insane and amazing and they and tragic too but we won't go into that uh number two is i mentioned this earlier marvelous mrs Maisel season two i binge this in like a a week and 
fuck this shit. Like season one was great. It's about it's about a woman trying to do stand up in like the sixties. I, I know, you've told me and I'm like, oh man, I really this need is, to watch you this show. Need to watch this I know. Because it is Where can so I find it? Good. It's on Amazon Prime. Well fuck. <laughs> I used up my Amazon Prime watching the tick, okay? <laughs> uh I watched season one a while and I really loved it. Season two, like they do this whole sequence and like like old school silent film, they stick a shot on like the outside of a house and they have people going in and throwing stuff out. And it's like this uh. long take, this like four or five minute take where the camera doesn't move and they've choreographed this entire thing inside a beach house at the Catskills. And, but this season, the dialogue, just the speed of the dialogue, they have this sequence that where she's doing a stand up bit and it's being translated in French because she's in Paris for, uh. for a second. And she just talks, there's this speedy moment that's like faster than his girl Friday. It's bananas. Uh, uh, what's her name? The the main, ca- main actor, Rachel Brosnahan is phenomenal, but even the supporting cast, they've got the guy, like the, the, the plot kicks off because her husband cheats on her mm. and you would think the husband would be the hardest character, but you really feel for him by season two. He's got his own arc and everything. Oh, like wow. that. And Alex Borstein as her manager, just funny. They've got uh, the Glee actress, the the older woman who plays Jane Lynch, is in yep. it as this really fascinating character. Jane Lynch, known as Glee actress. Yeah, yeah. Well, because she she made that show. Uh, she did. But season two of Marvelous Maisel is amazing, and it has become one of my favorite all time shows because nice. of season two. And then number one for anyone who listened to the seven or eight week stint where I mentioned it every single. What have you been watching? <laughs> Good fight season two. I knew that this would be on. Yeah, same. This is this is my favorite. This is like this is actually not on my list of. I wish I saw it this week. So suck it. Go to hell, Chancellor. Uh, we're going to do an episode on the Good Fight, and you'll have to watch it then. I'm going to be sick that week when we're doing it because <laughs> I, I can feel my flanges inflating. So you know, I gotta. Uh, but this this season in particular has become one of my favorite all time seasons of any show ever. Up there with season one of the Newsroom, like it is. Oh, wow. So well directed, so smartly written. The performances, they, like I cannot fault this season in particular on anything because it's like it's perfect. It's a perfect season of television. Every episode has you involved. I just love the way that it's like television that's shot interesting. Which yeah, never fucking happens. Like ever, it's great. Like I cannot recommend the Good Fight enough. As it's my favorite show of all time. Like if I were to pick one, the Good Fight. Nice. Mostly because season two. Season one's brilliant as well. Season one is like brilliant, but season two like upped it even more, even more. So top five new shows, which this was interesting because there wasn't a lot. I actually found other, there was two that I was solid on. And then other than that, I kind of had to look because there wasn't a lot of new shows that mm. I fell in love with. Yeah, neither. Oh, I, I, I had I had trouble. I feel like, like something like Pose might end up on this list when I finally get around to watching it. I, I feel like there's a few that if I ever watched them, they would be on this list. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, in no particular order, um, Maniac. Ah, uh, yes. That's one I never got around to. Yeah, no. I, 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 it's on my list. <laughs> I really liked it. And it's one that, and, and this will be in the best episodes list, but... Um, it works so well as a whole. And I, I don't think that they won't make a season two or whatever. This is one single yeah. story that is told from beginning to end. And it just works so well. The storytelling aspect of it is really, really interesting. And uh, there's masturbatory video games in the future. So that's nice. So it's uh, like Ready Player One. Exactly. Only with worse graphics. <laughs> uh, it, it's great because, yeah, they have like a whole VR headset bit and it's like Ready Player One, but it's like that really polygonal, uh, 
and like low poly, low poly and and poor textured rendering from something like Alone in the Dark. Oh god! So it's it's really fun. And their tits as well. So you know. Um, up next is Dark Tourist, which oh, is yes, David Farrier's. David Farrier did Tickled. Um, I don't think it is as good as Tickled, and that's the only reason why I haven't finished it yet. But it is on my list because it's a show I watched. Yeah, one one of one of a few. Uh, up next is Nailed It on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> I genuinely love that show, and I hate. I oh actually no, I like cooking shows because I like cooking, but I hate reality television. I hate game shows. But this is just such a feel-good show about something so stupid. It's just real fun. And, yeah. and then there's the whole uh, Queer Eye special. And I think season two technically just came out. They've got like a Christmas season yeah. rather than a Christmas episode. Uh, so I just started watching that. Well, that would so, be, oh, you know, that is season two because season one is. No, see, that's season three because season two had Queer Eye. No, that was just one episode. Oh wait, no. Was there no, already season, season two? Yes, yeah, so there was already season two and a season one. It all Holy in the same. Shit. They like because they those were huge hits on Netflix. That and Queer Eyes. So they yeah. literally like because they're really quick to churn out those. Shows. Yeah, exactly. So that that makes sense. Um, up next, Chilling's Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, have you watched it yet? Shane? I've not finished it. No. Oh man, it is so. I I just really enjoy it, and especially since I was expecting. Uh, what's the fucking Archie one called? Jughead, uh, Riverdale. Jughead? The Jughead Show. <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that. Well, they're called the Jughead Comics. <laughs> Is, aren't they called the Archie Comics? No, it's yeah. Jughead No, comics. it's Archie. I'm sure they do a spin-off about yeah. Jughead because Jughead's the character with the fucking thing and he might be asexual. He's got a crown. He's asexual in the comics. He's not in the show. Oh, He's very lame. firmly heterosexual. Yeah, you damn heteros. Firmly. Heterosexual. Yes. It's the only way I like my heteros. Like I like firm. my mangoes firm. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really fun s- season of television and they've just had the Christmas special come out, which I haven't watched yet. Uh, the way it ends is kind uh, the way season one ended is kind of inevitable, but I still love the way they went through with it. Uh, and my number five or number one, however you look at it, is Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon came out this year and, you know, it's just a really wholesome and really... You haven't even watched it, Chance. You don't know that. You you can't prove anything. I think uh, the actor, the young actor who plays Sheldon, oh, he's tops. How many episodes probably. of Sheldon are there, Young Sheldon? Twelve? What happens? Uh, the Sheldon, right? Did you even know that it's a single camera comedy? It's not even a multi. Uh, no, that I didn't know. You, you can you can tell that from like. Oh, okay, instantly. I thought you hadn't even watched the trailers. You no, no, I watched the trailer. I, I, I knew that much. <laughs> and, and I, I, I was surprised by the fact that it was single cam, and I was like, "Oh, well, they're going to be doing like more effort than they did in the Big Bang Theory." Laugh tracks in a single cam, just to fuck is with there, is there no, laugh tracks no, in no, it? No, I don't think so. It's played more like a proper single cam comedy. Comedy in 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 quotation marks because it's not particularly funny. It's got seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is higher than I don't know Aquaman. No, Aquaman's getting reasonably. It's got sixty five right oh, okay. now. Well, whatever. I've got my <laughs> finger on the pulse of the tomato. Zane, what are your top five yeah, Zane, new shows? What are my top five? Do you don't want to talk about a uh, young? Well, Sheldon I'm anymore. hoping that all of your five are young, young Sheldon. Sheldon. Number five, young Sheldon. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, my number five is The End of the Fucking World. I've okay, heard cool. about this. I really want to watch it. It's really interesting. 
Uh, it, it takes you places you don't think you're going to go. It ends very ambiguously. I hope they don't make a second season. They are. They are, of course, <laughs> but I hope that some sort of natural disaster prevents it. Well, like look. the end of the world? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Wait, does, does the end of the world actually happen in the show? No, the end of the world is a metaphor for That's death. what I thought. Okay, cool. Um, the main character he's is- He's a sociopath, isn't he? Well, he calls himself a sociopath, but he doesn't know if he's a sociopath or not. Uh, and then he kind of- Self-diagnosing, man. WebMD. <laughs> yeah, like he, he's basically a young, a young guy who wants to kill people. Cool. And is kind of fascinated with death and killing people. Then he meets a girl who's kind of rebelling- and it's them going through an adventure. Okay. Um, it's really interesting, very surprising, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House. These aren't in any particular order. How yeah. is that not on your Shane, by the way? It is. I Shane hasn't done, done my done top this list five. Yet. Oh, right. Yeah, we've only done Returning. <laughs> yeah, because that's one of the ones that, yeah, you know, I wish I've seen. Um, Haunting of Hill House is pretty masterful in everything that it does. Uh I would, I wanted a little bit more horror from it, mm. um, but I definitely recognize how deliberate the burn on this show yeah. is. Do you think that now that's come out, Scary Movie 2 will be relevant again? No. Not scary Movie 2 will bit. never be relevant. <laughs> it wasn't relevant and it will never be relevant. Yeah, I remember when Scary Movie 2 came out, I didn't even know of The Haunting of Hill House. And yeah. I know now that it's a Liam Neeson movie of a remake of a blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, it's an, a readaptation of the book. And they've done like the 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 adaptation of the book's very because the book's set in like old timey things. Yeah. And I've actually like read what they changed. I'm like, oh God, that's like a modern, it's this weird modern revisionist take on the story, but it works and it shouldn't. Like on paper, it shouldn't work. So anyway, continue then. No, you're right. Uh, so then is Sabrina. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and Maniac. Yeah. Okay, also cool. on my list. Really liked Maniac. Really, again, surprising show. I didn't know where it was going from episode to episode. Yeah. It, it took me well, I've seen like screen episodes. caps. I'm like, how is there like a period piece? Yep. A funny <laughs> yep. Like, yep. How is that all in the same thing? Well, that's why you've got to watch it. Yeah. And I and I think the performances in this one really good. Emma, like, yeah. I, like I'm a stoner. I know that. I'm an Emma stoner, but fuck me. She blew me away in that yeah. series. Uh, and Homecoming. I, yeah. I'm a podcast guy. Got to put it on the list. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. adaptation of a podcast. Um, so it's the, it's the second Amazon adaptation from a podcast, the first one being Law, and that was more of a nonfiction one. This one yeah. is based on a podcast about... Uh, a military experiment? Well, yeah. So mil- a military experiment on veterans who are suffering from PTSD. Yeah. And it's kind of a lot of in their head and their therapy sessions. So it's a little bit sci-fi. Yeah. Um, but very compelling. Um, yeah. And a great performance from Julie Roberts. Which we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my top five new shows. Uh, number five is one that I, I, I was trying to look for it and I realized that there was this one because it got canceled after one season. It was Here and Now. It got trashed by critics and I loved it. It's Alan Ball's show that he did. It's like a family drama turned pseudo supernatural thing when mm, the sun starts having visions. I think I found it I found it really compelling. It's got Tim Robbins, uh who's the lady who voices Helen in The Incredibles? Helen Hunt. Oh, she's a really short lady. Her talks like this. I can't I, even remember. I, I know who it Google is. It. I, just, um, I just haven't seen Helen Hunt in anything these days and I miss her. <laughs> she was good in the sessions. 
but anyway, so here and now, and it's like this weird family drama, and the, one of the sons starts having weird visions, and uh, oh, you told me about this. Things yep. kind of start crossing over, and his <laughs> therapist, and it's it's very vague, and it, it ends on a cliffhanger, and then got cancelled. So I'm a bit annoyed that I don't get to find that out but i found mm. it really compelling it had a really compelling queer character in it played with a re- and great performances all around uh i i really wish i got to see a, or at least find out what they where they were going with it because it was a really unique thing where you couldn't quite put your finger on it it's worth yeah. seeing it's just gonna piss you off because it ends on a cliffhanger a uh, number four is queer eye because season one Ugh. of that and two came out in the same year technically isn't that a returning series because <laughs> i can go back to season one no, um, but, but, but actually, I'm um, actually <laughs> queer eye for the straight guy was from like oh, no, because it's a different it's a different <laughs> format. It's a and different, a different format, title, different title, <laughs> and based on a completely different idea. What I the thing I love the most about it is it's it's literally it's reality TV that is running that is fueled by the opposite of what reality TV is fueled yeah. by. Reality TV is fueled by Schadenfreude. We talked about this in our reality TV episode, which is actually a really good episode, and should go back and listen to it if you haven't. Uh, but we took it's fueled by Schadenfreude, and yeah. the, this queer eye is not fueled by that at all. Yeah, and so I was really quiet. They don't come in and say, "Oh, how trashy and shit are you?" They come in and they're like, it, 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 "It's based." I just that's what I grabbed onto. I was like, "This is based on a different kind of emotion, which more reality TV See, needs I, to do." I had absolutely no interest when Queer Eye was announced, and I was like, "You already did this ten years ago, and it sucked. Why, why would we do this again?" But the more and more I heard about what the show was actually about, I was like, oh, shit, I kind of want to watch this. Yeah. But I don't have time, so suck it. I thought you'd watched it, haven't no. you? No. There's just a, <laughs> I've watched the Queer Eye episode of uh, uh, Nailed It. Watch it. It's really – it's it's good TV. It's yeah, good TV. It, uh, my number. I th- tried to watch it oh. and didn't like it. Oh, really? I continue not to like it. I just don't like reality TV, I think. No, it's fair enough. <laughs> Whether it's, it's Schadenfreude-based or not. This is this is true. Uh, my number three is also from your list, Zane, is Homecoming. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet, but I, I love the idea of a half-hour drama. Mm. That is weirdly compelling to me because it's kind of over and you're like, you're almost tripping on yourself, but I also love it's shot so well. Mm. It's like a Hitchcock thriller. Okay. And they do some deviations from the plot of the podcast, which I think is very interesting. But I, I find it really compelling. It's really compelling television and some really great performances. And I just love the way they shoot it. There's this in like the first or second episode, there's just this unfathomably long take oh, through yeah, the yeah. building. And I'm watching, I'm like, because they weren't digitally doing parts of that. And I'm like, how the fuck is that camera going through those walls and everywhere? I was yeah, trying yeah. to wrap my head around it because like you can tell in something like Kill Bill, because it's a Kill Bill-esque shot. It goes up and around and over and yeah, through things yeah. and through doors and stuff like that. And in Kill Bill, you can see where how that happened. But in, in uh, Homecoming, I was like, oh, I can't wrap my head around that. It's really good. And like you said, a great yeah. compelling performance from Julia Roberts. Also the supporting cast. Um, and it's really interesting because the podcast has David Schwimmer, Catherine Keener, Oscar Isaac, and I think those are the three like big leads in it. And so, and you'd think, oh, why don't they just get them in? But they've kind of swapped the cast around, and it it still works. Yeah. So, well, it was produced by Gimlet Media, so they're kind of on the forefront of like professional audio drama podcasting. Yeah. yeah. So they they get these big names in, but it is kind of like a day or two of recording for these yeah. names. So it's not like a it's not a television show commitment. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing I really love, they aspect ratio changes. They go from like a four by three for the present and widescreen for the past. Oh, cool. And it's really it's Wait. just 
four by three for the present. Yeah. Wide for the past. Yeah. 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 Because uh, without spoiling too much, it, it's dealing with memory and the past is when the memory has not vanished completely. And and so like, I, I feel like it's, they're using it thematically. It works. Okay, it cool. really works. Uh, number two. And so these two were the ones that really were on these lists from beginning to end. Uh, number two is killing Eve. This show is fucking phenomenal. You need to watch it. I reckon Chanel would love it. It's got Sandra. Have you seen it, Zane, yet? I have not yet, no. I reckon you'd love it too. So Fleabag, the creator of Fleabag, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she she got asked to adapt these like spy novels and her voice is like this really off-kilter humour. And she brings that to it and it just causes this fusion because the story itself is not particular. It's an FBI agent hunting down a really elusive serial killer essentially, is the bulk of the show. But her voice makes this so unique. Sandra Oh is the lead. She's breaking records, being the first Asian-American woman to be nominated for this and that and the other. Uh, the writing is phenomenal. The performances are oh, staggeringly good. They've got a character who's a sociopath. She's a sociopath. Yeah. And the performance of it is probably one of the best I've ever seen. And she's like this young European actress who I'd never heard of before. And I'm watching the show. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, she's so good. It's compelling, has some really great twists and turns. And it goes where you don't, like it, it's a show that manages to surprise you, which like you were saying, like that's what I want more and more from a mm. show because there's so many shows I'm quitting. Like I was watching that. Tell me a story. I quit watching that because it was, going yeah. nowhere and i'm just like i want to show that engages me because that's the only place where i can see it but killing eve is phenomenal all the awards it gets are well deserved and i highly recommend this show and the number one as established is the haunting of hill house which why is... isn't that on your list shane <laughs> uh this is a masterpiece yeah uh i reckon <coughs> i i disagree with you about the horror because the horror is there it's not scary but that's not the point of horror is horrific. And their, their idea of what ghosts are like mind blowing. I think that's like Del Toro level. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean by what I want is more horror is I want it to be more present. Um, I think this show moved just a couple beats too slowly for okay. my taste. When it gets to it, like the scene where he's like, yeah, when it gets, when you, he's it gets on, you, when he's on the the street and there's the man f- like floating yeah. behind him. Oh, that like that just gave me like even just the, the 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 floating man with the cane. Yeah, gave me the heebie-jeebies when he sees it first as a kid. And I don't get heebie-jeebies from ghost stories very often. Would the uh, would the show be improved with more or less Liam Neeson? Less. Less. I was he was the best part of the <laughs> last movie. Uh, but this, and so narratively blew me away. The performances are phenomenal. And then just the technical execution is flawless. They've just shot it. So there's not one shot that hasn't been decided because Mike Flanagan, who's one of my favorite oh, okay, working directors, yeah. shot every episode. He's co-written and produced stuff, but they've, everything is integrated into everything else. I did not realize it was Mike Flanagan. Okay, cool. I will. It's it's so it's it's my I'm gonna it's probably gonna show up in my top ten films list as well because yeah. everyone can put on fucking Twin Peaks the Return on their list last year I'm putting Hill House on mine you know uh, but <laughs> spoil all that for number one of the best films next week yeah uh, and it but it's amazing and, and phenomenal and so anyway top five single episodes I thought we'd wrap up with single yeah. episodes so. Chancellor, go. Okay, I'm going to load up my notes because I definitely have them here. Yeah, here we go. Okay, cool. So the uh, the first two, it's funny because I just wrote down the episode names and now I have to think about what the, what show <laughs> they were from. Uh, so I know what this one is. Okay, so the first one is Rosa. 
yeah. from Doctor Who. That that episode was. Do you believe just- that's the first episode written by a black woman in the entire history of that show? Yes, not I can really. believe that. No, yep. I'm not, oh, sorry, yeah, no, I'm not surprised. So yes, I I do believe it. Um, yeah, I I thought the episode was gripping. It was genuinely terrifying. You, I I was really on the edge of this, my seat for these characters. I was like, oh man, they could they could die. Racism is scarier than Daleks. <laughs> um, up next, sliding doors. The first episode of season four of Broad, Broad City. City. Mm. I just <laughs> I call it? like I I totally did. Did yeah. they do a sliding doors episode? Yeah, first first episode is the 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 first time they meet and there are two alternatives, one where they catch a train together and one where they both miss the train. And it's just a really fun episode and in one of the storylines they die, so you know, it's good stuff, good wholesome <laughs> television. Uh up next is uh The Burial, which is the I want to say fourth last episode of Sabrina, uh, which yep. is obviously, you know, which episode yep. it is. Cause it's called the burial. It's such a fucked up episode. Cause like, I kind of guessed what she was going to be doing. Yeah. From, from the episode earlier, but just what she's doing is so ridiculous. I mean, this, like, is, this is the switch around of the season. Yeah. This is where the season kind of goes like, Oh, okay. We're, yeah. we're, we're not in teenage territory anymore. Yeah, no. Oh, it's been light and fun and now we've killed someone and we have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it was really good. Um, okay, I finally figured out what the first two episodes were from. Uh, option C, which is the last episode of Maniac. Like I said, yep. Maniac is a complete story. And even though they're like our episodes, I like a lot more. I'm just going to say the last episode because yeah. I, I do believe they could have ended at season nine uh, at episode nine and I would have been happy. But at that last episode just wrapped everything up so well. I haven't put any maniac on my list because I think you need to watch all of it. Yeah, yeah. no, completely understandable. I just couldn't think of another. I, I should have <laughs> just done my, my, so my next, so my number one or in no order, whatever. These are two episodes from the same series. It's, uh, Good Twin and Rosalie, which are um, uh, two episodes of Glow. Good Twin. I've heard about Good Twin. That was yeah. one that came up when I was looking up great oh, episodes God, of the that year. Because ep- ep- I, I, I was thinking Rosalie because Rosalie is the whole episode that kind of like delves in on the AIDS epidemic. Mm. And Oh, really? W- when this episode went down that path, you're like, well, what the fuck is happening? Oh, my God. What is I need what? to get on it. I need to get on it. That's on my that's on my list. So, so yeah, but yeah, I was like trying to figure out what the, the episode was called. And I remember the episode, The Good Twin. The, the Good Twin is just such a fun episode because it's the first time you get to see an episode of- Of the wrestling. Of, the, oh, of Glow. Oh, wow. So okay. it, it's a straight up episode of Glow and you, you're watching the show and because you know the context of everything that's happened beforehand, you're kind of understanding everything that's going on on a different level. And then Rosalie, obviously, pure, not purely because of the whole aid storyline, but like, I, 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 honestly, when that happened, I was like, holy shit, this is, this changes everything. What is happening? Uh, and yeah, they, they were 
two just really great episodes for the exact opposite reasons. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Zane, top five episodes a year. Go. Uh, okay, so the only episode on this list from a show that was not on either of my other lists oh, nice. is The Good Place, Janet's. I have yet to watch that episode. I've heard nothing but amazing things it is. about it. It's very it. fun. It's this great. is season three, I assume, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Janet is my favourite character. Uh, so when there's a whole more episode, Janets? So it's just an episode full of her, yeah. of Darcy Carden. Please. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, very entertaining. Very good. I, 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 The Good Place continues to be interesting, even though I don't. This season don't definitely get a, is weakest, though. I don't get a lot of the humor. Well, they kind of. They're accelerating the changes, yeah. And I think they're, yeah. It oh, really this feels was the like se- they're was this swimming the season where they were like, "We've a, a Hugh Jackman movie about P.T. Barnum made four hundred million dollars yeah. in the box office as being like a flaw that's happened because they sent dead people back." Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that. The Greatest Showman made money is like a flaw in the universe created by meddling with it. <laughs> um, then, uh, okay, so another comedy is it's always sunny in Philadelphia, time's up for the gang. Uh, I've heard about this. Sexual harassment training one. (laughs) Uh, Very hilarious. Uh, The Haunting of Hill House, Bent Neck Lady. This will be on my list too. Good. Um, Daredevil, Blindsided is the one where he's in prison. He he infiltrates the prison. But you also get to see, what's his his face? Fisk. No, well, yeah, he's in it as well, of course. Uh, but his his partner, oh, Foggy, 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 Foggy gets uh, a lot of due in that that episode. And then number one is Haunting of Hill House, Two Storms, Two Storms, Two Storms. Yeah, this episode. will come up again. This Good. will come up again. <laughs> well, what is your no- <laughs> my top five? I got number five is God. I'm tired. Killing Eve, season one, episode eight. This is the finale. When you're doing like a showdown between, so it's basically like she, there's Eve Pilastri. She's chasing down the serial killer who's Villanelle. Mm. And like they they meet each other at other points in the show, but this is like the showdown showdown, and to pull off a showdown that's yeah. that unique and weird and funny and distressing, I was really blown away by what they were doing. It was just the writing and the performances alone. It goes, it it takes so many weird twists. It's a phenomenal show. I cannot recommend enough. I can't wait for season two. Uh, number four is the bent neck lady. Yeah, I that was so upsetting in so many ways, and I kind of saw it coming. But then when it hits anyway, it's still good. I'd also put a tie with season one, episode eight, uh, called "Missing." What is it called? Miss Witness Marks. Oh, this yeah, had yeah. a jump scare that I let out of my. I yelled at the TV. I I just didn't see it coming. And then jump scares don't normally like I like jolt a yeah, little yeah. bit if it's surprising. But this one made me leap out of my skin. But um. Uh, what Katie Katie see Kate Siegel's performance when yes. she comes out of the yeah, car yeah. and that monologue like oh I want it that was that was some compelling writing but the bending lady just ruined me. Uh, number three, vote for Kennedy, vote for Kennedy, Mrs. Maisel, season two, episode nine. This is the penultimate episode of the season, and she gets an appearance on television. The first appearance on television and it's so good. And just like the mechanic, that's an episode where you really get to see the mechanics of the writing, not just the great, because Amy Sherman Palladino is known for her writing, her super fast Sorkin-esque, but kind of maybe a little bit better than Sorkin banter. Uh, but you get to see the mechanics of her writing and going in place and this kind of compelling plotting, which is really good. And the performances are just amazing. You, I reckon it will be one of your favorite all time shows. I, I really know. reckon it's going to be up there. I and and Chanel, Chanel will absolutely love it as well. Okay. That's good. Cause um, that's pretty much, 
I'm not going to watch a TV show if Chanel doesn't like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, number two is Day 471. It's Good Fight Season 2, Episode 10. This is, I mean, you could pick any episode from this, but this is a really compelling, like someone gets shot at the law firm and it's like hell breaks. It's so good and so well plotted and so well shot. And uh, it's any episode of this show is compelling, but that one is sort of a, a peak sort of moment. And then number one is Two Storms, Haunting of Hill House, yep. season one, episode six. It's the most technical, biggest technical Marvel I've seen in anything, movies or TV this year. Honestly, it's so good. It's just and devastating. And to, to pull that episode off right after the Bendneck Lady, which is yeah. also a compelling episode, yeah. you're just like, oh, this show is really good. But yes, so... That's our, that's that's the top five list. That's our episode for that's today. That's several top five. Several lists. top yeah, five that's, lists. That's three times three top five lists. That's three times three. So there's nine nine top five lists. If you have your top TV, we'd love to hear from it. You can contact us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at PickTrangers. Email us. If you have a top five list, we might be willing to read out a couple on air if you have it. Email us at motionpicturerangers at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Chancellor. And uh, hey, it, you know what? My favorite episode of TV was this. It was Red Curtain Hell, now available <laughs> on Vimeo On Demand. That's vimeo.com slash on demand slash Red Curtain Hell. Use, Use uh, picture rangers. Yeah, pic, picture rangers for 20% off your rental or purchase. And Zane. I'm at Zane C. Weber on all the social media, and you can find everything that I do. Including that phenomenal Disney versus Disney podcast. Yes. yes. Disney versus That's Disney. not canonproductions.com. That's right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week with our top 10 films list. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bork, bork, hello. Bork, bork, hi. You know what you need to be doing? You need to be listening to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs. Dog stories. Dog breeds. Dog tips and tricks. Dog puns. Dog jokes. Dog everything. Out if you're not listening. Uh, hit us up at the Floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.